Hi, Holiness Preaching Online listeners. I'm Joseph Stevens with the Church Insider Podcast. We're a media ministry of Savannah Holy Church of God in Savannah, Georgia. We have three different series going on right now. Insider Interviews is where we interview different people from our church and churches around the country. Not-So-Daily Devotionals are devotionals that we air on a not-so-daily basis. And Flashback Friday Sermons is where we air sermons preached at the Savannah Camp Meeting from years ago. A new episode is uploaded to all major listening platforms every Friday morning. You can contact us at churchinsiderpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to having you join us. Hello, welcome to the Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. Grab your Bible and listen to God's voice through our anointed Pentecostal holiness ministers as they deliver the burning message on their hearts. Thank you for your support. Some of my cousins came up to Brother Philip and said, you know more about our family history than we do. <laughs> I'm glad. I appreciate Brother Philip. Amen. I appreciate the tabernacle. I appreciate getting to be here. And it just seem, doesn't seem right for us to come to, to camp meeting and uh, not reminisce of all the memories and all the great things that's been gone on. And I appreciate this tabernacle. I appreciate Richlands. In the camp meeting here, I appreciate Brother Philip and Sister Carolyn for their vision and seeing the church go on and seeing camp meeting go on in the 80th year. Amen. I appreciate it, and I just want to be a small part of it here this morning. Amen. Did you come to have church? Amen. Well, thank you for a few of you. Y'all here to have church? Amen. I sounded a little better. Amen. I appreciate the Lord here this morning. Appreciate the invitation to get to preach. And always an invitation and a kind kindness for get to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to go with the book of Acts chapter 2 this morning. If you'd like to turn there with me, I'm going to go to the book of Acts chapter number 2. And I'm going to go towards the end of the chapter. I'm going to start verse number 39 of the second chapter of the book of Acts. And I appreciated all the preaching that we've heard thus far. I tell you, challenging us, encouraging us to go on and to do better. That's why I love camp meeting, because you get your soul fed. I like bringing my family to camp meeting. Amen. That's where I grew up coming, bringing my family to camp meeting. My parents drug me to camp meeting, and uh, that's where I got help, even though when I was a little boy, didn't really want to be here, hear all the preaching, but you know what? I'm here today. 
by the grace and the mercy of God, I'm here today. And I appreciate, appreciate the Lord here this morning. Acts chapter number 2, verse number 39. The Bible says here, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Would you pray and ask the Lord to help us here this, this morning in the service. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, we praise you. Glorify your wonderful name, Lord, for a privilege we have, Lord, to come into your house. Lord, to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. We ask her not now for your help and your touch and your anointing, Lord. I realize... Lord, I need you. I need the Holy Ghost to stand by me. Lord, help me, Lord, to say the words I need to say, Lord, here today. Lord, would you move and touch, Lord, in the remainder of the service. Help Brother Milliken as he comes right behind me and preaches your word. Lord, we'll give you glory. We'll give you praise. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. This may be a little bit different here this morning, but it's... It's what I had on my heart. Felt like the Lord wanted me to go this in this direction, and uh, I want to preach on, with the help of the Lord, on five characteristics that made the church great. Five characteristics that made the church great. Amen. Here we have in the Book of Acts, chapter number two. It's kind of like a standard for being Pentecostal holiness. Right, We all know what happened in the book of Acts chapter number 2. Most likely we can all quote 1 through 4. The Holy Ghost came down and 120 was all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. We know that story very well. But there was something about the church that made an impact on that society and where they lived in the day that they lived in. Amen. And that impact of those characteristics of the church of back then, and I believe that's where the church started at, was in that upper room. I realize some people have their different opinions on that, but I believe that's where I, I see that the church came from, was when they was gathered together in that upper room as 120 of them, and they was praying for the Holy Ghost to come by as doing what Jesus had told them, said, Tarry ye here in the city of Jerusalem, until you be endued with the power from on high. 
so they was continually in the temple praising and blessing God. So we find them in this upper room. But what happened after the upper room touched their lives. And I tell you, it impacted the world. And we're still feeling the impacts even today. And I know I realize we're living in terrible times. We're living in perilous times. But really, we need to look at the church in the book of Acts chapter number 2. And really, we need to take inventory. And I want to challenge us here today. And I want, to, I want to help us if we can here today. And I want to talk to us, amen, about the characteristics that made the church great. Amen. And as I was reading, I, I stumbled upon a man by the name of Edward Gibbon. Amen. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of Edmund, Edward Gibbon. But he was considered one of the most prime and uh, notable historians of the 18th century. And one of his most notable works was that he wrote The Decline and the Fall of the Roman Empire. He wrote it in 1776 and uh, I think his, his, he wrote up to six volumes as the notable historian in England of his day. And uh, the last volume that he wrote was... In 1788. But he was, as a young boy, he grew up in a Protestant home. But then he came to an age, he came and he abandoned his Protestant uh, religion. And he came to become a, a Catholic. And eventually he abandoned the Catholic faith. And he eventually he came under the influence of a skeptical philosopher by the name of David Hume. And also he became... Uh, Adhering to the French deist Voltaire. Amen. But Gibbon, he wrote in his books, in his volumes, about the characteristics of the church. Amen. That's where I'm going to take these from here today. Amen. Because he found, and there were some things, and he was not uh, a religious man. He recanted all of his religion. Amen. And he was a secular writer. But even as a secular writer, writer, amen, he noted that there was something about the church. There was something, amen, about the church in the book of Acts in that first century. And there was some reasons of its success. And he noted that and he wrote it over thousands of years later. And he noticed and he took interest upon that. Amen. And in his discussion in the growth of the religion of Christ. Amen. The historian cited these five reasons. Amen. And uh, it was a consideration because, amen, he didn't, number one, he didn't want to come under the attack. Amen. From from a non-Christian viewpoint. And then number two, he did not want amen, the, the backlash of not being amen, totally amen, against the church and against Christianity. Amen. And so with, uh, with, uh, with a bitter irony, he wrote amen, about the church in his discussion in these six volumes amen, about the decline and the rise of the Roman Empire. Amen. And I, as I was reading these and I came across these by amen, by reading a sermon book, amen, and I noticed that one of the men that uh, quoted something that he said, amen, and I, and I looked up who Edward Gibbon was, and amen, I looked at these facts that he had such a characteristics, and he named these, and I, and I tell you, when I look at these five reasons, I'm going to get there here in a few minutes, 
Amen. But when you look at these sayings, it, it pricked my heart and really it, it, it spoke to me saying, I need these sayings. Amen. And we need them for the church to go on. Amen. To be what it needs to be. Amen. In 2019. Amen. And the first reason that was cited by Edward Gibbon. Amen. Was the inflexible zeal of the church. Amen. He said that. Amen. In his, in his book. Amen. And he said the most different and even hostile nations embraced or at least respected each other's superstitions. Amen. He goes on to say Christians, however, with strong monotheistic convictions, they refuse to accommodate such a disposition. They decline, for example, to participate in the rituals of idolatry which were woven into the fabric of virtually every aspect of society, business or pleasure. Amen. And then by going against the grain of paganism, amen, the ancient brotherhood was constantly flexing its spiritual muscles. Amen. And thus the historian, he writes, he said their attachment to their faith was continually fortified. Amen. And I tell you here today, amen, that, that, that could be one of the most number one reasons, amen, why the church has made an impact on society, amen, is because they had a love and a zeal for God that never would die, that never would smolder, amen, oh Lord, could I tell us here this morning, could I encourage us, amen, that's why we come to camp meeting, amen, to refuel the fire down in our hearts and our souls, amen, I tell you, amen, that right there is what made the church in the book of Acts, amen, so prosperous, amen, and what it was, amen, and what it's meant to be, amen, even in our day here today, amen, is because they had a zeal for God, amen, they had a love for Jesus Christ, amen, that surpassed everything in their life, amen, in the book of Romans chapter number 12 and verse number 11 says this, amen, not slothful in business, amen, but fervent in spirit, amen, serving the Lord, hallelujah, amen, all oh, that fervent, amen, all oh, that means to have a zeal, amen, that has to have a power down in our soul, amen, and oh, can I tell us here this morning, amen, if we're going to make any impact, amen, on this generation, amen, if we're going to be the church, amen, that Jesus Christ wants us to be, amen, in this age, amen, that we need to have an unflexible, amen, an inflexible zeal, amen, down in our hearts that we love, amen, Jesus Christ, amen, that we love the church, amen, that we love coming to the house of God, amen, that we love promoting, amen, the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen, more than anything else in our lives, hallelujah, amen, what about it this morning, amen, do we love the church, amen, do we love God, amen, do we love him, amen, as Jesus told, amen, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, amen, they came to him and asked him, what is the greatest commandment, amen, and they told him, and Jesus looked at them, and he said, thou shalt love the Lord, my God, with what, with all thy heart, amen, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, amen, hallelujah, that's what makes, amen, the church different, amen, that's what makes an impact on this present world, amen, is the zeal that you have for God, amen, Lord, even, amen, this, uh, even this writer right here, amen, this historian, amen, that abandoned him.
his faith. Amen. He even recognized amen, that it was the zeal of the church amen, that attracted people to it. Oh, yeah. oh, Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. It seemed like the more the persecution came, the stronger they began to grow. Hallelujah. You look in the book of Acts. And I just read chapter number 2 in these few verses just for a backdrop. Just to kick it off. You can see in these verses that I read to you that they continued in the apostles' doctrine. 3,000 souls got saved. You think God's still the same? It's not just a biblical standpoint. It has to be a, a notable thing in our hearts. Jesus Christ. Book of Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the writer says. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. Amen. If Jesus can do it back then. And Jesus is still the same Lord and the same God that can do. Amen. Abundantly here today. Amen. And even Acts chapter number 4, they said that they were scattered abroad. And then they went about preaching the word. Amen. You know what happened? Amen. Because of their inflexible zeal. Amen. There in Acts chapter number 2 that they received the fire of God in their souls. Amen. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It was because that they can Continued in the temple praising and blessing God. And because of those results, amen, we see the rest of the book of Acts. Amen. And we see the results that came from it. Amen. Oh, I don't know about you. Amen. Here this morning. Amen. But I want to have, amen, those same kind of results in our churches. Amen. Here today. Amen. I want to see, amen, those same kind of results. Amen. On the mission field. Amen. When I hear missionaries, amen, come back. Amen. From their trips and their missionary journeys. Amen. And even as I go, amen, out around this country, I want to see, amen, God do something great. Amen. In this last day, amen. But you look at the second consideration. Gibbon said the second consideration was a future life. Writings of Aristotle, he said that death is the most feared of all things. For it appears to be the end of everything. And for the deceased there appears to be no longer either any good or any evil. And Gibbon was quite candid when he observed that the most sublime efforts of philosophy can extend no further. This is in his writings. And he says then feebly to point out the desire, the hope, or at most the probability of a future state. Amen. And then he stated that there is nothing except a divine revelation that can be ascertained. Amen. The existence and describe the end. 
invisible country which is destined to receive the souls of men after their separation from the body. Amen. And of course you and I. Amen. Oh, that's our hope. Amen. We don't have amen, a home in this earth. Amen. But we look for amen, our mansion that's in the sky. Amen. Like Jesus told us. Amen. There in, in John chapter number 14. Amen. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Amen. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Amen. In my Father's house. Amen. Our many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. Amen. That where you go. Amen. I will come again if you receive unto myself. That where I am, ye may be also. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, whither I go, ye know and the way ye go. Amen. Oh, can I tell us here this morning. Amen. Oh, do we still believe? Amen. Do we still preach? Amen. Do we still long? Amen. For that life. Amen. That is after death. Amen. Or even the life. Amen. When Jesus Christ comes back for his church. Amen. No matter. Amen. The doctrinal point that we make a stand on the coming of the Lord. Amen. Do we still, as a church of Jesus Christ, Amen. Do we still long for that day? Amen. When Jesus comes, Amen. And splits the eastern sky, Amen. And says, Come up hither, Amen. Oh, I'm coming, Amen. To take the bride of Christ away, Amen. Oh, what about it, church? Amen. I tell you, that makes, Amen. A draw for others, Amen. To know that there is life, Amen. After this world has passed away, and that you are dead in the grave, Amen. That we have a hope, Amen. Who is an anchor of the soul, Amen. As Brother Randy preached to us, Amen. Last night, Amen. You and I have that hope, Amen. In Jesus Christ, and it is an anchor of the soul. Hallelujah. Even Jesus was seen above five hundred in His resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus is the first fruits of the dead. The promise of an eventual harvest represents heaven's pledge for the future. Amen. Here today. Amen. Oh, that John, as he was riding there on the island of Patmos, he said, fear not, for I am the first and the last. Amen. In the living one, I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of what? Amen. Of death and of Hades, of hell. Amen. Oh, thank God. Amen. That he took to head, get the keys right out, amen, of Satan's hand, amen, and he said no to death, hallelujah, amen, he's got him in his hand, amen, he's alive forevermore. Yes. God. Here's what Gibbon said. He said, when the promise of eternal happiness was proposed to mankind on the condition of adopting the faith, and of observing the precepts of the gospel. He said, it is no wonder that the advantages and offers should have been accepted by great numbers of every religion, of every rank, and of every province in the Roman Empire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, do we still hold those truths today in our church? Amen. Do we still believe? Amen. Even though there are things on this earth. 
Amen. Even though we live here, amen, but all that we are, amen, and we have, amen, a life, amen, to come that is after this life, amen. And then the third reason he said was the miraculous powers. Gibbon says that the supernatural gifts which were ascribed to the Christians above the rest of mankind must have conduced to their own comfort and very frequently to the conviction of infidels. I want you to notice one thing. He did not believe. Edward Gibbon did not believe in genuine miracles. <laughs> but here... Controversy <laughs> to what he believed he writes about the church, what made the church powerful yeah. is what they seen the miracles. Hallelujah. Amen is not not the same. Amen. For us today, and if you look in the book of Acts, chapter number 2, amen, they received the Holy Ghost, and they received the power from on high. Amen. And then you read the very next chapter, amen, in chapter number 3, amen, you see the exercising, amen, of the power that was endued upon their lives. Amen. What happened? Amen. Peter and John went together, amen, into the temple. Amen. They went to the gate that was called beautiful, and there was a man that was lame there amen from his mother's womb amen and he what amen he looked on him expecting to receive something amen and oh amen all that John all that Peter he said silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth amen rise up and walk amen what was it amen it was the miraculous power amen that was shown to the Apostles, amen, in these men, amen, that made the church, hallelujah, amen, oh, they seen the power, amen, that was resting upon them, amen, they seen the deeds, what Jesus did, amen, the same miracles, amen, the same power that Jesus performed was the same power, amen, that the disciples and these apostles were performing, amen, all oh, that God, amen, would come by, amen, that he would give the church once again amen in powers in miracles amen in all the gifts of the spirit hallelujah glory hallelujah was it Thomas Aquinas as he was talking to the Pope that was a hymn it said the Pope told him said Thomas neither we can stand here and say Silver and gold have I none. Thomas Aquinas looked back to the Pope. And neither can I we say. Such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Oh, oh I want to see miracles. Amen. I've seen miracles done. Amen. But all oh, that we need. Amen. More miracles to be done. Amen. In the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, if we are going to be. Amen. The church that Jesus Christ. Amen. Intended us to be. Amen. Did he not tell us in the book of Mark. Amen. Oh, that many signs and wonders. Amen. Can be done by the apostles. Amen. Anything you ask in my name. 
I will do it. Amen. Did he not say those words? Amen. I realize that it's overwhelming. Amen. To the pack. Amen. But all that there's one thing. Amen. That the church had in those days. Amen. Was the conviction of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And all it's here. Amen. In our churches here today. Amen. All that I want to see God. Amen. Come by. Amen. And do it again one more time. Amen. Oh, I'm thankful. Amen. For the Holy Ghost that moved. Amen. Oh, yesterday. Amen. But all do we need. Amen. More of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Moving in our churches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need the gifts of the Spirit in operation. I read somewhere that one man, I can't remember who it was, he said when the gifts function, souls are saved. Hallelujah. Amen. All that we we ever dare. Amen. To come to the pact and realize. Amen. Brother Milliken said it very well yesterday. Amen. When we cease to rely upon Him and we rely on our talents, when we rely on our abilities, when we rely on our real rituals, Amen. Of coming to the house of the Lord. Amen. All it's all in vain. Amen. If He don't get in it. Hallelujah. Amen. All not only. Amen. Does miracles and powers, but we need the Holy Ghost, amen, prevalent, amen, in our churches, and in our camp meetings, amen, and ever there, amen, not to have a service without Him. Why do you think 3,000 souls got saved? Wasn't because of Peter. Because of the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. I done quoted you what Hebrews said. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm getting ready to close. <laughs> Even the Old Testament, he reiterates those words. The writer Hebrews did. He says, I am the Lord. I change not. Oh. Hallelujah. I tell you, I, the, more I, the more I travel around, the more I, I want to hear the Holy Ghost speak. And really, it, it saddens me when I, go, when I go several services without them speaking to us. Does anybody else feel that way? Oh, I was thrilled when the Holy Ghost... On the speak yesterday, I want to be obedient to him. Oh, because I know we can do nothing without him. I don't want to do nothing to grieve him, to cause him to go out of this tabernacle, to cause him to go out of this place. Oh, I want to entreat him. I want to create an atmosphere that is conducive for the Spirit to move in this place here today. Amen. I want to create an atmosphere. Amen. Conducive. Amen. For the Holy Ghost to have His way in the house of God. Amen. For Him to use us. Amen. Like never before. Amen. Oh, that God. Amen. Would come by. Amen. And challenge us here today. Amen. To be the church. Amen. That He wants us to be. Amen. To step up to the higher plane of living. Amen. Let us know, amen, that there is more.
are. Amen. And us where here where we're at. Amen. That we need to climb up a little bit higher. Amen. And get into the place and dwell in the secret place of the most high. He said the fourth thing mentioned by Gibbon in explaining the rapid growth of the early church was the Christian morals. He said the pure morals of the Christian. He confessed that the primitive Christian demonstrated his faith by his virtues. And it was very justly supposed that the divine persuasion which enlightened or subdued the understanding must at the same time purify the heart and direct the actions of the believer. This was a secular writer. But he noticed that the power of Christ's teachings lies not in the fact that one can find forgiveness and then continued in his wayward life, but rather it is reflected in the reformation of the character. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And you can all contest that. Amen. Saying that all the towns and the cities, amen, would be much more better off. Amen. It, with, with the morals of a Christian behavior. Amen. Why do you think? Amen. That there are ten commandments. Amen. That was in the schools at one time. Amen. That were in the law. Amen. That was in the courthouse at one time. Amen. That are in our judiciary system. Amen. Was because they realized, amen, that there was a moral law and there was a moral lawgiver. Amen. They recognized that we was better off. Amen. Obeying the laws of morality. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord. Amen. In the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. Do we appear. Amen. Is our character. Amen. Reflecting. Amen. The Christ like spirit. Amen. Do we abstain from the things that our old man. Amen. Once did. Do we abstain from the theft and the right Amen. Do we abstain? Amen. From fornication and adultery. Amen. Do we abstain? Amen. From lying. Amen. Do we honor our father and our mother? Hallelujah. Amen. You see these things. Amen. Were essential to the Christian life. Because they made an impact in that world. He made an impact in Rome. The last thing, and I'm done, was the Christian unity in discipline. Gibbon argued that union and discipline of the Christian Republic gradually formed. He said, an independent and increasing state. In the heart of the Roman Empire, he said there was two things that were especially of interest. Number one, the early church was characterized by the sense of unity. Christian unity provided a source of strength against the hostile forces of the world. Oh, hallelujah. 
And then secondly, even the historian noted that the disciples were cautious to detect the errors of heresy. Amen. That was involved with amen, their religion. Amen. And the devout were willing to expel from the society of the unfaithful ones. And by teaching the practice of the apostles. Amen. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Amen. You know what? Amen. Objected the world to the church. Amen. Was that they had unity. Hallelujah. Amen. Was it not, Brother Rodney? Amen. That he stood up. Amen. He quoted to us in the book of Psalms. Amen. How pleasant is it, Amen, for brethren to dwell in unity. Oh, Amen. Could I tell you, Amen, all that that's an attraction of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. When we all dwell together in the unity. Amen. Even Paul spoke about that. Amen. In Ephesians chapter. Amen. Verse number 3 and verse number 13. Amen. He said it. Amen. About endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Hallelujah. Amen. All that we need. Amen. Unity in the church. The historian summarized by the end of the 3rd century A.D. That there were approximately one million Christians just in Rome. The modern estimates a lot higher than that. But they su- suggest that one out of every five people was a devotee to Christ. Oh, I'm not down on the church today. But I do know one thing. There's always a higher plane. There's always a deeper level in Christ. Across the board. That we can all get to here today. It's not for our glory. But to build, to help the kingdom of of God. Hallelujah. Is that your desire here today? Do you want to see the church go on? Amen. I want to see camp meeting go on. Amen. I got two small boys. I want to see this camp meeting go on so they can come up right behind me and experience the same moves of God. That I experienced here in this place. Hallelujah. What about it here this morning? Could we stand all over the house? Hallelujah. What about it this morning? Is there something you need to work on as a church member? Do you have the same zeal? Do you still have the same hope? Do you still have the same characteristics that I mentioned here that made the church great? In the book of Acts. I tell you there's a great. There's a great moving of the Holy Ghost. Being poured out. I tell you I want to be a part of it. Don't you? I want to do my part. 
to make sure that this next generation coming behind us Amen. Feels and experiences the same thing. Amen. That we feel right here. Could we lift up our hands and could we love the Lord here today? Amen. Could we praise Him? Could we thank Him for His Spirit, for the Holy Ghost moving in amongst us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hi. Thank you for listening to the Holiness Preaching Online Podcast. We hope this sermon encouraged you. If you would like to send us audio sermons to be played on the podcast or put on our website, please contact us. You can send us an email at hpoministries at gmail.com. Please tell your friends and family about our podcast. Also, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. Once again, thanks for your support. May God richly bless you.